You are listening to the Speaker Springboard Podcast with your host, Alfred Poor. Welcome to the Speaker Springboard Podcast, where corporate leaders, business executives, and other good public speakers come to become great speakers. Every week, you'll hear about practical tips and valuable resources that will help you get your message across, whether it's on stage or online. This week, my guest is Howie Jacobson. He's the Director of Coaching at Bregman Partners, where he is an executive coach for clients ranging from startup founders to established and rising Fortune 100 leaders. He's the author of AdWords for Dummies, as well as a bunch of other titles, and his writing has appeared in Fast Company and the Harvard Business Review. His mission includes helping kind and generous people grow their capability and scale their influence, sharing the joys of a healthy life, and reintroducing people to their most authentic, best selves. And among his other interests, he plays fiddle, and I play mandolin, so don't be surprised if we break into a little bluegrass before we're done. So, Howie, welcome. Thanks. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm getting ready to do Red Haired Boy with you. Oh, excellent. There we go. All right, so let's get to the questions. So, who is your ideal client? Right, my ideal client is anyone in a fast-moving company who has to move from being the doer to being the leader, being the manager, being the visionary. So people who, you know, they're scaling, they're typically it's in a disruptive industry, health tech, health tech, and they're now big enough to need help and to be able to attract help. And yet they can't take their fingers, their hands off of the steering wheel and let somebody else drive. Understood. Yeah, I've certainly met people in that situation. So if you boiled it down, what would you say the one problem is that you help them solve? Yeah, the one problem is actually that's their biggest strength, that they're so good at what they're doing that it's hard for them to see somebody else do it. So what we have to do is, you know, that's, that's a, a recipe for not scaling. It's a recipe for frustration and burnout. So the biggest problem is to help these people become great leaders and great visionaries so that they create room in the organization for other people to rise. Oh, boy. <laughs> you must have been watching over my shoulder my whole career because that's certainly one of the places where I come up short. I have a very hard time letting somebody else do something that I could do for myself and letting go of that. So what are some of the typical symptoms that people show when they're having this problem of not letting go? Yeah, well, the main one is they complain they don't have enough time. And, the, and the, the big thing they don't have time for is, is one of two things. It's either big picture vision strategy or themselves. So either they'll, spe they'll be up from 1 to 4 a.m. planning the future and thinking about big issues, and they'll drag themselves to work stoked on caffeine and sugar and like be yawning during board meetings and exhibiting also, you know, weight gain, irritability. You know, very often the most honest feedback comes from their families, right, on how they're actually doing. Or they'll take care of themselves and the business itself will suffer because it's they're just put sort of heads down solving yesterday's problem rather than looking out and seeing what's on tomorrow's horizon. That's a really good point about yesterday's problems. That's a good one. I like that. So if they're lucky enough to be self-aware enough to realize they've got a problem and being the kind of people they are, they're going to try to fix it themselves. What are some of the mistakes that they make when they try to go it alone? 
Well, the biggest mistake people make is they don't really understand what the cause is or that there that there is a behavioral cause. There people will try to make more time or try to power through as opposed to understand what's really getting in their way is they have a feeling in their body that they're uncomfortable with this feeling. I have to give up control. I have to trust other people that makes them nervous and agitated. And we will when we're nervous or agitated or, or have some sort of feeling of inadequacy, we just want to make it go away. And the easiest way to make those feelings go away is paradoxically the things that keep them present, which is exerting control, right? So if I feel bad and I can exert control by just doing something that I'm good at, it's, it's almost the same as taking a drink of alcohol or smoking a cigarette or eating junk food. It's a momentary pleasure that eclipses the, the larger issue that we're trying to deal with. And, and doesn't really get to the root of the problem. It just... Right, exactly. Like, like any addiction. So it'll be like, I have ameliorated the negative feeling, but I haven't pulled out at the root the cause of it. Because the cause is a good thing. I'm trying to grow in a new way. And that's uncomfortable. Let me take this a little step further. One of the things I've seen in my career writing about technology is I've, as you can imagine, I've seen lots of startups. And one of the things I see in common with a lot of them, especially the ones that struggle, is that they'll have a strong leader who gets everything started and they figured out how to do something or they figured out how to do a couple things and they don't have the rest of the picture. And they just work harder and harder at making those things that they know how to do, you know, so maybe they know the technology, but they may not have the marketing. And so this has this sort of built in cycle of working harder and getting getting behind her. Does that resonate with what you see? Yeah, completely, 100%. And, and you know, have being your own one person show is a perfectly valid lifestyle and business model. The problem is, if you aspire to grow something to scale, to have a, you know, sort of a visionary influence on it, to disrupt an entire sector, to change the world, to fight climate change, to create, you know, economic opportunities for the disadvantaged. These are these are big things and they require scale and they require, you know, first of all, humility in, in what you don't know and then a willingness to make decisions to offload some of this onto other people who are more competent in their spheres than you are in yours and to learn how to manage them. Because just because like one of the issues is just because someone's good doesn't and they're not you doesn't mean they're going to do it the right way or they're going to be part of a team. So you still like the capability you have to grow when you step back from just your core competency, the capability you have to grow is leadership. Yeah. I think of Steve Jobs bringing in Scully, bringing in an executive from a soft drink company to run mm -hmm. this innovative computing company. That had to be a difficult adjustment, I would think. Yeah. And of course, at the end of the day, we're all we're all still just humans, right? AI hasn't put us <laughs> all out of jobs yet. So the, the ability to understand what motivates humans and to speak in ways that engage and empower them, <laughs> us, is, is a crucial skill. So for people who are struggling with this, what's one tip that they can implement that will help them get out of the box? Yeah, breathe. Right. Take take a conscious breath. Like the moment you feel that sense of unease, like I'm out of control, I don't have control over the situation, I need to exert more control. That's almost always a sign that you're overwhelmed and you're you're pushing too hard. 
So the thing is, in that moment, the only way to not then just look back at, at another opportunity missed is to practice in that moment to take a mindful breath and to feel in your body what you're feeling. Because as long as you're, it doesn't matter what you're thinking or what you're feeling, as long as you're willing to accept it and tolerate it and be with it, you can then act out of a place of choice as opposed to a place of a, a knee jerk uh, reaction to it. And so once you know, okay, in this situation, I need to ask other people what they think instead of just I issuing a fiat. And oh, I did it again. So now in this moment, let's take a breath. And now I get to choose what's the outcome I want. Do I want to include more people? In that case, after taking a breath, I have the space to choose, even though it may be hard. Boy, that's excellent advice. It's one of those easy to say and hard to remember to do in the heat of the moment, but I totally understand that. Yeah, well, it's one, one more thing. Like That's why in the heat of the moment, we will never remember to do it unless we practice at other times. So like set your you know, your, your smartwatch three times a day or uh, some sort of reminder to just practice breathing and noticing your body so that it's not the most foreign thing in the world at the moment when you're under the greatest stress. Excellent point. So do you have one valuable free resource that we can point the listeners to that, that could help them? Yeah. So I just recently wrote a book. Uh, my co-author is Peter Bregman, and his website is where we keep the valuable free resource. It's at bregmanpartners.com. And the resource is an assessment on your ability to help other people, the people around you change for the better. So as a leader, it's arguably your most important job is to get the people around you to be their best and to, to be aligned as part of a team vision. And sometimes that means you know, helping people change the way they're doing things, change how they're approaching things, change how they're showing up. And most of the time we do it poorly. We do it in ways that create resistance rather than elicit willingness to change. So this is a an assessment on how good are you at helping other people change. And so uh, if you go to BregmanPartners.com, I think you'll, ha you'll have in the show notes the exact URL, but it's based on our book, which is called You Can Change Other People. And as I recall, there's just a big old button right there on the homepage that you can click on for the assessment. Last time I looked, I think that's true. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll double check on that, but make sure we have that clear in the show notes. That's a wonderful gift to be sharing. I appreciate that. So we have a little time left. What's the one thing that I didn't ask you that I should have? Hmm. Well, do I play uh, red-haired boy in D or in A, I guess? <laughs> <laughs> so. Those are fighting words in some circles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I kind of think we we covered it. Um, okay. beautiful, beautiful questions, and I love the conversation. Well, wonderful. I thank you for your generous sharing of the, these great ideas, and I definitely will point people to this assessment because it sounds like a, a useful mirror that you can hold up to yourself and see just where you are and where you might need to grow. Cool. Thank you. So thanks for your support. And uh, thanks for having me on the show. My pleasure. Thanks for listening. If you or your team would like to improve the impact of your online presentations, be sure to attend the free monthly demonstration of the Speaker Springboard system. For details, go to www.speakerspringboard.com demonstration. Hope to see you there.